Welcome to the Tashina Christian Faith Podcast. Tonight, let's talk about money. And within this podcast, I'm going to cover 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 9 through 12. And it goes as follows. But those who want to be rich fall into temptation, a trap, and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil by craving it. Some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs fight the good fight, but you, a man of God flee from these things and pursue righteousness, godness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness fight the good fight of faith, take hold of eternal life to which you were called and about which you have made a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So here, what Timothy is teaching us is don't let money run your life because if you make money your idol in your life, which it should never be, God should be your idol, it can ruin you. And it can make you run from the faith. And cherry pickers, this is for you. Stop using that famous, famous Bible verse in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. But you stop there and you don't continue to read and say, and by craving it, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Of course, you wouldn't go on to that part because it's talking about grief and faith because it's two Christians. That's why it's important because this Bible verse gets misconstrued and out of context by many people. They try to use it to fit their lifestyle, believers, non-believers. It's the love of money because <laughs> it says right here in first Timothy chapter six, don't love money. And if you're a cherry picker and you're using this Bible verse, read on. And the only way you're really going to understand the Holy Bible is if you have the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's why it's important to be saved. Cherry pickers, non-believers. Um, but yeah, so Timothy is teaching us right here in first Timothy chapter six, verses nine through 12 is to not be foolish and let your desires overcome you. When it comes to money, you have to put the flesh to death like Christ did on the cross and stop craving money. It's not going to work for you in the way that you want in this lifetime. If you have a craving for money, do not crave money. Christians, even non-believers until you come to believe don't crave money because it can ruin you. And when you're reading the Bible and someone is trying to recite it to you and something doesn't sound right, it's because one, they're cherry picking and they're not going through all the verses or two, they're just not reading it correctly and breaking it down. It's the love for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And by craving it, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows and griefs, which brings me to my next topic. When God gives you a vision like entrepreneurship, but he hasn't told you what the entrepreneurship is, Keep seeking God's wisdom to find out what it is. Don't go running into 
entrepreneurship without the vision, okay? He may have given you the word like, okay, you're going to be an entrepreneur in the future, but you don't know what and you don't know when. That means just wait, be patient. Sometimes our patience for God it can lack because I have this in my life too where I lack things where God will tell me that he's going to do something for me but I'm like when when I'm tired of this I want to get out of this situation when are you going to move but his time is not our time his ways are our ways we are different his thoughts are higher than our thoughts so therefore heaven's time is not our earthly time okay we're on two different things so when God gives you a vision about entrepreneurship and you're so itching for money about entrepreneurship and other things in your life, you start to want to go in the flesh and do things on your own. And this can go really wrong because then you start envying people, envying people, just being envious of people, excuse my um, speech. You start being envious of people and you start wanting what they have. And then you start craving, like he said in First Timothy chapter 6, verse uh, 10, you start craving it. You start craving money. You start seeing, well, this person's a Christian and they're making well over six figures. So I can do that too. No, that entrepreneurship or whatever that person's doing that God put in their mind, if that's God were really working in their life and that entrepreneurships, it, it's not for you. Stop craving what other people have. Stop wanting to be rich off other people's dreams. You know what I mean? You have to really work hard for what you want in this world. So it's like if God has given you the vision for entrepreneurship and he's also given you the vision for what he wants your platform to be for the kingdom, because if it's coming for God, it's always going to be on some biblical standpoint. Stick to that. Where a lot of us Christians go wrong sometimes, not me because I'm doing what God tells me to do when it comes to my life and my career, is we don't wait on God and we want to crave what other people have and we are envy. And I was guilty of this too before I got saved, being uh, envious of people's big houses, people's money. And it's not good. It comes from an unhealthy part of our heart. You know what I mean? And that's why you need the Holy Spirit guiding you down here on this earth to teach you these things as you walk with Christ in this journey, telling you, okay, that's not good. Don't be envious ever. Don't be jealous of somebody ever. You have to work hard for everything you want in this life, but you get it through God. When God gives you the go on what the vision is, and what the job is and where you're supposed to go with it, start tapping into the Holy Spirit to guide you. That's what the Holy Spirit's here for, for guidance. So when you're sitting up here and you're craving money and you're, it becomes an idol in your life, you forget about the word of God. You forget how to walk with God. And you start walking in the flesh. Come on now. You know who I'm talking to Christians, me and everybody else that don't wait on God and we just get that little bit. He gives us a little bit of what he's about to do for us in the future. But we start running head on because we don't want to wait on him. His time is not our time. His thoughts are not our thoughts. We have to wait on God because if you go before God... What you do is when you, I'm just using entrepreneurship as an example, because many Christians like to be entrepreneurs. And so what you do when you run into this entrepreneurship thing, and I've seen it happen on platforms, I, I've witnessed it, not for myself, but for other people, they don't have the true guidance of where God wants them to go. They just got a little bit of what God told them. So they start running to entrepreneurship and they can't figure out what gift God has given them to work at. So they start just picking up all these entrepreneurship businesses. Some fail, some prosper, but they just keep going. And then, then they wonder why they're, um, 
they wander away from the faith with so many griefs. Like Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 6 says in verse 10, where he says, pierce themselves with many griefs. You get griefs and sorrow because I'm just using this example, breaking down scripture. You get griefs and sorrow when you're running in the flesh. You're not waiting on God to point you to the right direction on what take what to take when it comes to a business stance. So you start just doing everything, overwhelming yourself. And then you become sad with sorrow. Like, okay, I got this money, but I don't even know if this is what I should be doing, but I keep going. And you start piling all the responsibilities on yourself in the entrepreneur world because you didn't wait for God to give you the right answer on what to do in entrepreneurship. Let God lead you when it comes to entrepreneurship. Let God lead you when it comes to money. Let God run your household and be a good stewardess of his money when it comes to entrepreneurship. Don't let money um, ruin you. Don't let money, um, don't crave money. That's all unhealthy feelings walking right out of the pits of hell. Don't crave money. Don't crave lifestyles that you don't have. Be okay with where you're at, okay? And stop listening to all these prosperity preachings of these pastors that don't walk with Christ that some of them are really wolves in sheep clothing. I know some, but I will never drop names on my podcast, but that's why you need discernment. Cause when you walk in with Christ, you won't be listening to all these prosperity preaching pastors or prosperity preaching, uh, public figures speaking, um, Bible verses out of context, like pro like just telling you prosperity and give, 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 and God will give you this. Have common sense. Jesus Christ gives you common sense. Like for instance, I owe the IRS this month. Okay. Have I tied this month? No. But will I tied? Yes. Do I have to tie 10%? No. So like if you are down to your last and I'll cover that. I'm going to go back to that. But if you are down to your last and you have bills that are due, your household comes first. Don't be tied to these church your last and you don't have the money to cover your bills. And then you think God's like, okay, God will bless me because I done gave this much to the church. That ain't how it works. God give money off his own grace. Okay. So don't think just because you give him money and you tied in that you just going to get like this big house and this big car. God's not an ATM and stop using them like that. That's what gets on my nerves with some of these preachers and um some of these public figures that aren't really Christian or they are Christian and they don't stand their word enough and they just go off on this prosperity preaching and y'all just eat it up. Some of y'all, not all, some just eat it up talking about, well, I'm tied in this month, so I'm probably going to get that new car or God's going to do this for me because I done gave this person something. Do you not know that that's not how it works, which brings me to my next Bible verse, Proverbs chapter 13, verse four, the appetite of a sluggard craves and gets nothing, but the appetite of the diligent is abundantly supplied. So let me read that again. Proverbs 13, cha uh, chapter 13, verse four, the appetite of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, but the appetite of the diligent is abundantly supplied. Meaning if you're lazy you're not going to get blessed. So let's say you got the vision. Let's say you got the vision for what business you want to take on and God's given you the vision and he's even told you the platform to put it on, but you just stagnant. You ain't even pushing on it. You're lazy at that point. 
You can't procrastinate. When God gives you something for the kingdom, we are here today, gone tomorrow. You need to march, run to that like it's a marathon, okay? And start setting up. Start doing your business website. Start coming up with the business plan. Even if it's like a little step-by-step each day and you work a regular nine-to-five and you're trying to get up out of that, you just work on it every day, a little bit or on the weekends on your downtime. So if you're, like it says in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4, the appetite of the slugger craves and gets nothing. So if you have an appetite and a craving for money in a bad way and God doesn't give you the vision on how to run your business and be a business minded, but you're slugging on it and you're just craving money, which brings me back to first Timothy chapter six, where it says that the craving of money is, is, is horrible. You just don't need to crave it. You need to let money be a healthy tool in your life. And so if you're lazy and God's giving you the vision for something, but you're just sitting stagnant on it, not taking action, that ain't how it works. He ain't going to bless you just by being lazy. You got to put action behind the, the uh, thoughts and the visions ever how God talks to you. Cause God talks in many ways. We don't need to put them in a box. Let me hit on that too. When one of my podcasts, you'll get that one too. Um, you know, don't be sluggard. Don't crave money. And then the appetite of the diligent is abundantly supplied back to Proverbs chapter 13, verse four. So if you're diligently working for what God has told you to work toward, you're going to step with God and God's going to step with you. You take a step to him. He takes a step to you. That's how that works. You can't just assume that God's going to bless you abundantly and you ain't working toward it and abundantly can mean many different things. It doesn't necessarily mean, Oh, I'm going to be rich. It could just mean where you need to be, be wherever you're at right now with money. Be okay with that. If you want a new job, start looking for a new job. If God told you to, or ask God to give you insight, God, what job should I um, do? I, Cause the Holy spirit talks, honey. Yes, he does. I don't know what y'all be out here hearing, but I'm here to tell you the Holy spirit talks through the word, through visions, through dreams. And it's in the Bible. And you know what I'm saying? And thoughts, if you have like a burning desire to be an entrepreneur or a burning desire to start a new corporate job, even if it's in the secular field and he could use you there too. And, um, and in the corporate world, he's used me and it could be done, but you have to be willing to put in the work. You have to be willing to pray to God and wait on God to guide you. Because when you run after money and it becomes a craving in your life, It's not good. It turns out to where it pulls you from the faith instead of pulling you to God it's pulling you away from God. So stay away from craving money and stay away from uh, not waiting on God. Wait on God when it comes to the career path that you're supposed to take because your life will be a whole lot easier waiting on God than it is just walking in the flesh and doing stuff. And then the money don't work out. The job didn't work out. And you know, God gives you warnings. We all know that. And if you don't know that by now, stay in your word. Okay. But if you take the wrong job, for instance, and it didn't work out because you thought you were supposed to have that job, but God didn't give you the vision to do that but you just went ahead and got the job anyways and it didn't work out okay that's a big red flag that you should have just waited on God so really what I really want to get out of this message to you guys tonight or this evening whenever you're listening to it is don't crave money money is the root of all kind of evil money let it work for you okay and another thing that I touched on earlier was about um this whole 10% thing okay I am so tired of this whole 10% thing. 
You do not, as a new Christian under the new covenant of Jesus Christ, the New Testament, have to pay 10% to these churches. These churches got some of y'all thinking that you got to pay 10%. No, you do not. Okay, I'm here to tell you that. The word teaches you that. If you stay in the word, you would learn that. If you are at a church and they are pushing, tithing 10% so God can bless your household, uh, look for another church. Period. I'm going to tell you straight up because that's wrong. If a church is pushing 10% on you or you have a Christian friend that's in your life talking about, well, you got to tie 10%. No, you don't. That's the Mosaic law. That's what they had to do in the Old Testament. We don't have to do that. We fall under a new covenant. Covenant. And to prove that that is wrong, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 7 through 8 goes as followed. Each person... Each person should do as he has decided in his heart, not reluctant or out of compulsion, since God loves a cheerful giver and God is able to make every grace overflow to you so that in every way, always having everything you need, you may excel in every good work. Every good work, done with that, every good work is... He's helping you with the work that you're doing for the kingdom. Because I don't want you guys thinking that it says every good work, thinking that that Bible verse in chapter uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 7 through 8, is that it's work-based. Nah, he's talking about every good work that he blesses you to do for the kingdom. And this also is telling you right here that you don't have to do the 10%. Of course, it's not saying that, Um, word from word, but he's teaching us right here. Each person should do as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly out of compulsion since God loves a cheerful giver and God is able to make every grace overflow to you so that in every way, always having everything you need, you may excel in every good work. So God right here is teaching you that give from the heart, okay? Don't Give if you don't want to, because it's not coming from a good place. Don't give out of compulsion, meaning at church, you're sitting in church, maybe, and you're in a bad church. I'm just assuming some of y'all that listen, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. And you have the pastor telling you, oh, give your 10% so God can bless your household this month. That's the wrong way of preaching. It's not 10%. That's the old Mosaic law. So if any of you guys that are listening are in a church and a pastor's pushing 10%, the old Mosaic law, or if you work at a church and they're writing that in their uh, job application, if you're working at a church, leave that church abandon it, run, abort, because it's not preaching the word of God. God wants us to give and be a cheerful giver. God wants us to give. Let the Holy Spirit guide you on what to give. Like I said, priorities come first. God gives you common sense. If you got bills that's due that month and you don't have the money to give, okay, wait till next month or wait till your next paycheck or ever how your money flow. Give when you want to give when it's on your heart to. When you give and it's not coming from the heart, it's not a good place. That means you're not a cheerful giver. Let the Holy Spirit guide you when it comes to giving. And then another thing I want to hit on, um, don't let people manipulate you either. Other Christians, non-believers about your money, especially I've had this experience with uh, a certain Christian 
in my family, mom, this ain't you, um, where they will try to manipulate you and be like, well, your money comes from the kingdom of God. And you know, this is just me paraphrasing how they act, their manipulation tactics, where your money comes from God and we're all part of the Christian family. So your money is my money. Don't let people do that to you either. Uh, uh, God blesses your money for your household. So you could be a steward, a good stewardess of his money, meaning paying your bills, doing what he asked you to do for the kingdom. When he asked you to do it, or the Holy spirit puts it on your heart to give just because you have money that comes from heaven that you work for because that takes us all the way back to Proverbs on the second part of uh, Proverbs chapter 13, verse four, the last sentence where it says, but the appetite of the diligent is abundantly supplied, meaning you're diligently working and God is blessing you with money and you're the stewardess of it, of his money. So you give on your heart, what the Holy Spirit puts you to give. So don't let no Christian manipulate you thinking just because you are part of the whole family of Christianity, which we are, that your money's their money. No, your money is what you work for that comes from heaven and you're the stewardess of it for God. Okay. So I just really wanted to put this out here tonight. So people don't be confused by tithing because that's a big one out in these um, streets too, that a lot of people that even gone to church for years, like Christians that's been Christians for 20 years or plus are thinking that they have to tie 10%. No, you don't. That's the Mosaic law. Don't do it. I just disputed that with second Corinthians chapter nine, verses seven through eight. God wants a cheerful giver. So if you hear another Christian tell you that, let it start resonating with you like, oh, wow, I don't have to give 10% of my household. I just need to give what's on my heart to give and let the Holy Spirit guide me. That's all you got to do, Christians. And don't let money run you. Don't crave money. Don't make money an idol. Don't be a lover of money. Don't crave or envy other people's money. If they're rich, okay, that's their life. That's their journey. That may not be for you. You may get money in another way. God will bless your household just for you, enough for you. Not everybody's going to be rich out here. Not everybody's going to be abundantly running to like thousands of thousands of dollars. That's not what God means. He means in the means that's good for you. He means what is good for you, how you should live your life, your journey, your walk with him. That's why it's important to stay in the word and learn what God is trying to teach you when it comes to money and money should not be the main focus in your life. It's a path to destruction. It will ruin you. Craving it is horrible. It pulls you from the faith. You will have many sorrows and griefs. Take it from me. Y'all think I'm just dropping these podcasts out of nowhere and like it's not experience. I'm a Christian with experience. I'm a Christian that's telling you the truth. Stuff that's happened to me in my life, I've used in many of my past episodes as an example so you guys know what not to do. Don't let nobody manipulate you into thinking that um, the love of money is the way to go and wanting money, money, money. Nope, nope, nope. Don't let nobody manipulate you into saying that the money that comes down from heaven since they're both part of the christianity uh family that that money is theirs too no you're the stewardess of the money of your household that god gives you be a cheerful giver i'm out